Like that. That's Why? my new intro. No, yeah. don't do that again. Flavor Flav. We're not doing that doing, again. Yeah, no, that's no good. That was oh. no good. Oh. Okay. Well, this, hey, everybody, it's for what is this called? Uh, Doctrine and Devotion. Mm-hmm. It's a podcast that explores Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective and Jimmy's oppressive rules that uh, don't, don't allow for fun. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jim Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. Okay, what else do you want to kill today besides the fun? What? <laughs> what are you, no, you don't want to have fun. It's fine. No, I, I like having fun. Yeah, I'm just trying. saying. I was, I, was, just like, I was feeling it. You know, I thought I'd express it. And then uh, you just kind of dumped all over I feel like point. that was appropriating. Hmm. It was not appropriating anything. Yeah. Nope. Hmm. Mm-mm. I wasn't wearing a giant clock around my neck. I was simply quoting Flava Flav. Quoting is not appropriate. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. There you go. Well, Eric Mason would be happy. You know, you people are so sensitive, Jimmy. I'll just say that right now. Okay. Um, Pastors. What are you okay. talking about? Okay. What did you think? Oh. Uh, that just beat <laughs> what I was going to do. <laughs> you win that round. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm glad at least I won something. Yeah, this you is, win that round. This is good. So this is dropping on a Thursday, and you're still on vacation, and I'm still all by myself, mm-hmm. feeling probably I will, depressed I and anxious. I will be in Jamaica. Are you going to reach out to me and say hi? Of course. Are you going to send pictures? Of course. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, you can go to my, you can check Instagram. No, I'm not. You know, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I want special Jofo Limited. No, th- there's pictures. no such thing. Yes, there is. There's no what? the pictures that you would send me that you don't post on Instagram. Like that stuff that from just for me. Has that ever happened? Of course, you send me stuff that you wouldn't post on social media. You, crazy? you, you want me to start sharing some? No, of the stuff? now you're making I'll me sound bad. No, <laughs> it's not bad. It's just stuff that's not necessarily going well, to yeah, go. Yeah, there's on like memes to, out there. You, you know, know, not just memes. I mean, like photos of the things you're doing or whatever. Oh, well, yeah, my cook, my food. That yeah, I'm whatever. That's what I'm saying. Okay, fine. Okay, I do actually now have over there a nice big grill with a smoker, mm. and I plan on smoking chicken, smoking ribs. You do know. That barbecue in Jamaica is different from barbecue in Texas. Why are you? <laughs> you're really trying. You're really trying to annoy me. I know. I'm you're trying really so trying to annoy me. And I want you to know, as, as soon as you said that, I, as you do know. And I was like, all right. All right. Uh, we had such a great argument earlier today about this stuff that none of you probably... We might not understand, but it was just, I just had to do it. All right. Anyways, and I plan on making some, oh, well, that one's not going to be the grill. Mm. But I want to make some oxtail. I'm, I'm just really excited. You, like, is oxtail actual tail of an ox? I'm uh, asking. Well, not like a cow is fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's called oxtail, but it's, it's, a, it's the tail of a bovine of some sort or whatever. Okay, cool. Yeah, so it's actually, it's really good. It's, uh, it's very rich. Uh, it's kind of close to the butt. It's rich. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> so, cocoa flavor? Yeah, okay. That's very earthy. <laughs> but yeah, like, oh, it's good. It's so good. No, I'm not, I, I, I wanted to make it here. Is it an actual tail? Is it an actual tail? Well, you take like it, well, yeah, yeah. Take, it's the meat stuff, right? I mean, you take all the skin from everything. You boil it. So, uh, or, or pressure cooker. Okay. It has really, it's, got a lot, it's really bony, surprisingly. So does, does the meat come off the bone and then you just eat that? Yeah, yeah. But, okay. and so, but thing is you eat it and you still have like a bunch of bone fragments yeah i'm not down and you gotta mm, no, no. but it's really rich and it's yeah. nice okay and it's cheap yeah obviously yeah because ain't nobody want to eat that it's good yeah but it's okay. got it's full of flavor mm-hmm. like you do it right it's full of flavor so okay. I, i've never done it here and i want to do it here yeah uh because i got i have a nice save that for greg nice and andrew and all your nice close pressure friends. cooker yeah what no you're my close yeah. friend oh yeah okay 
Yeah, heard that before. What do you mean you heard that before? All I know, man, is like I ain't get invited to the escape rooms and the and the and the hangouts where you're driving around town, like having fun. Woo! I will tell you, Doing all that every stuff. time we go to an escape room, mm-hmm. yeah. I have to shoot down one room, the Bigfoot room. Yep. You can go to the ref- Bigfoot room. Nope. You're never gonna. You're never gonna go. It's fine. You can take it to the Bigfoot room. No, I want you and I and okay. Steve. All right. Well, listen. Set, send me an invitation. We'll do it. All right. All right. I'll, I'll make it happen. That's that's the route. Well, hold I on. Will. You and I, Steve. I don't think we could. No. You know what? Steve's out. Why? You and because I think it's only four person. Okay. Well, that's like, only three. Well, no, Jen and Michelle. Ah. Uh, yeah. Because to be honest, we need Michelle. Really? Yes. Oh, is there like an RBF puzzle or something that has to be settled? Joey. <laughs> <laughs> Joey, this is not banter. No, listen, this I'm is just not saying, banter of truth. Our wives <laughs> can have a stern look at times. <laughs> they have the resting Baptist face at times. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I just didn't know. Yeah. Okay. No, Michelle's really good. Yeah. Well, th- they would be more fun if they weren't there then, because then we could do it all on our own and show them we don't need them. But we, you I know, don't what? need them. I just I, no. I watch these. These are the horror movies I watch are escape room horror movies. I know how to solve all the stuff you and survive. Joe, you can't pick up a conversation. Yeah. Without having someone explicitly tell you. Yeah. The context and point the, ahead the, of time. That's only true. When out of nowhere, like we haven't had See, any just, text but communication. Hold on, but that's we the whole point. That's the whole point of escape room. The no, there are room. clues in the escape room. No, the whole, you're not going to get it. Yeah, I get it. I've done escape rooms. Have you ever won? Yes, of course. On your own? With my with Jen and the kids. So, yeah. Like, okay. not only on all those handicapped. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Hold on. Jen and the kids? Yeah. Did Jen do all the work? No. It was all you? Yeah. Okay. Come on, man. All right. Yeah. See, in our relationship, it's mm. all Michelle. Yeah. Yeah, she's Because well, you do everything else. She's the one thing Michelle does is escape rooms. <laughs> <laughs> I'm which being so mean not, to everybody I know, today. Which is not true. No, of course it's not true. I wouldn't say. <laughs> you, know, you know the calls I get from guys? Like, <laughs> you know the calls I get like, bro, you get away with everything. I'm like, what are you talking about? It's like, your wife leaves you alone. She lets you do what you want. <laughs> and she, oh, I'm like, yeah, I know. We just have a, we, we just have our, our relationship is the way it is. You're, you're, you have that relationship. It's called on, biblical. It's on lock and it's biblical and it's fun. You yeah. guys have a healthy relationship. It's very good. And they're like, so yeah, every once in a while, Michelle's like, you know what? I'm going to revert to like, you have a good, I'm going to revert to what all these other guys have to do. And then, you know, and I'm going to make that, I'm going to put that on you. I'm like, oh, oh, I was like, girl, I'm going to take away that green card. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> how about that? I like that. You want to go back to socialist Canada? Mm. So if you're going to act like other, then I'm going to act like people that make much less money than me. Oh, how about gosh. that? How about I, I act like a guy that makes uh, below the poverty level? Like we're pretending. <laughs> Cash me outside. How about that? How about that? How about that? So I'm um, in trouble. So they many, don't so listen. Many... Our wives do not no, listen. Ever. No, no. But there's people at the church that do. And yeah. there's ladies at the church that yeah. are in my CG. They're going to use this against me. Oh, you're talking about what's her page? No? Mm-hmm. Listen. Oh, I know Allie and Andrew. Allie listen. listens? Of course. I didn't know that. Yeah, okay. she's gonna get yeah. me in trouble. Okay. Yeah. Well, Allie, 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 just focus Allie, on Allie. High five. We're good. Focus, high five. Yeah. Focus on planning center. You got enough going on. You want me like tattling and stuff? Get planning center going. So oh, we get the church communicate. She's actually waiting on me. It's yeah, not her okay. fault. Yeah. No, I know it's not her fault. She's waiting on me. Okay. So I was. Um, I wanted to share. Uh, I listen to a lot of podcasts, 
But I don't listen to a lot of Christian podcasts because they're terrible, mm. um, except for Doctrine and Devotion, of course. Yeah, of course. But I naturally, did, I did want to share a couple uh, that uh, that I'm I'm actually really been enjoying, and I'm I'm not going. All right, so hold on. Let me yeah. let me think here. Hold on, hold on. Okay. I'm gonna guess you're wrong. One's already. gonna be with Jared Wilson and Ronnie. Nope. Oh, wasn't gonna share that one. Oh, that's if awkward. it was just Ronnie, I would share it. But you know, <laughs> Jared. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I'm trying I to think, I'm trying to think of the podcast that who who have we talked to recently? It has nothing to do with that all of a sudden no, you're in love with again. No, I'm not in love with anybody. No, I, I listen, I love you. All right, all right. I'm, all right, I'm, right, I'm a right, singular you know man, Jimmy. All right, all right, let me hear it. Let me hear it. Okay. So uh, you guys uh, you guys might know I listen to true crime podcasts. I I listen to some some uh Sasquatch. Yeah, I I, no, I listen to a couple of Bigfoot podcasts and whatnot. But honestly, the the, the thing that I want to encourage you guys to check out, uh we don't have any connection to them. Um, it's called the Man of God Network, and it's from Covenant Baptist Theological Seminary. I've not heard this at all. So the Man of God Network produces a number of podcasts. Okay. So there, uh, you'll get like who does it? Who does it? Who do I? Well, multiple people. I know, but anyone we know? Yes. Okay. So um, you'll get Sam Waldron walking through the 1689. Okay, that, that's which, fantastic. You know, been there, done that. Yeah, but he's doing uh, it better. Yeah, but he's actually much smarter. But yeah, he's doing it better than we ever did. Um. But then you get stuff like the narrated Puritan, where uh, you'll get uh, anywhere from twenty to forty minutes of uh, unpacking historical figures in the Reformed tradition. Who's that? Who's that? Uh, eh, let's see here. Uh, I don't pay attention to who's doing what. All right. Well, send me that one. That one I, I really. We just got to you got to subscribe to the Man of God pot. You get them all. You can't okay. choose. Oh, really? Yeah. All but right. no. But they're all good. And you just skip the ones you don't want to listen to. So okay. So the, the narrated Puritan on that. But modern marrow men, you're gonna want to listen to. Wait, because that's our boy, Tommy Hicks. Oh, and you know Tommy Hicks. I do know Tommy Hicks. Yeah, we're gonna get him on the. I'm podcast. gonna like that one. I, all, all right, right, all right, all right. Well, so all yeah. three of those are good. So you've got like, um, you you've got some like, uh, you you got like Tom Nettles on there talking about church history on stuff. Um, the optimistic amillennialism uh, by Sam Waldron on the weekly disclosure, colonial Baptists and the early struggle against Unitarians, the narrated Puritan. Uh, then you've got 1689 modern Merrillman, the importance of the, of the covenant of redemption. I should have listened to that. Since I just Man, why are they not like working with us? That's fantastic. Uh, let's look at that. You got uh, Hercules Collins on preaching 10 minutes. And that's uh, particular pilgrims. So they got a bunch of podcast Puritan life. James Renahan, the weekly disclosure. Mm. Yeah, dude. Like, all right, that that's a good. I have no use for most Christian oh podcasts because they're terrible. That's There's good stuff on the man of God. That Network. might be better than our stuff. Mm. Oh yeah, well, obviously it is. It's not funny. It's the only difference. At least it won't be funny to us. Yeah, it'll I guess be so. good. Yeah, I don't know if we're funny to anybody else, but we're funny to we're each other. We're funny to each other. <laughs> <laughs> so I was I was writing, and instead of the black pad. I use blue. <laughs> Welcome to the Marrow Men. <laughs> you are so droll. Anyways, I'm subscribing. Okay, no, it's actually it's actually yeah, uh, some uh, really good stuff. So you're into that? I, I'm doing some podcasts. I'm enjoying that. And since I never listened, I don't. I rarely listen to a lot of Christian stuff. Gotta 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 get the shout out to that. Okay. What are you doing? What are you into right now? What's um, good? well, it, it's not a podcast. Okay. Um, it's not Christian. Okay. That's fine. I feel kind of dumb. Don't feel dumb. I feel dumb. Don't feel dumb. Because you gave like this really great recommendation. Well, I just happened to have a, a, a rather theological, spiritual one. But and, I, I, I could have gone right with now, Joe Rogan. So it's um, I'm really into 
um, Star Wars Rebels. What is that? On Disney. Okay, I know Disney. So it's an is... animated. It's an animated series. It's a cartoon. Yeah. Okay, you're watching a cartoon. Um, yeah, but Good. it's like, it's like before episode. It's like in between episode three and four of the movies. Okay. And so three would be the first Star Wars movie that came out, I believe, right? Uh, no, 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 no. Four was the first Star Wars movie. Okay, Correct. I'm not. I'm not, I'm slow on that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So four would be like a new hope. Is a new hope. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Uh, so it's in between there, and uh, yeah, I mean it's extra canonical, but you know it, it follows along. Yeah. Well, is it? Isn't it canonical? Canonical now because it's coming through the official channels. Isn't it now canon? Um, I. If they own the rights to it, they're producing it. It's now canon. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could say that. I mean, it's it's taken some of the. Yeah, sure. Okay, sure. So it's a cart. You're, you're enjoying a cartoon. It's nice. It is. Yeah, it is. Mm. Uh, Osoka Tano is on there as well from time to time. Yeah, she was in The Mandalorian. She was. Which I'm not watching anymore because they fired my girl. Oh, it, now you're Gino doing Carano. Can, yeah, you're do, you're doing the cancel oh, culture I'm, thing. No, I'm, I'm not canceling them. I'm canceling my subscription. Boom. Are you really? <laughs> no. I was going to say, uh, wow, no, I don't, I, you're I, canceling I, that, but you didn't cancel. like <laughs> No, like, people are like, you can't buy Levi's jeans because they support the gays. And I'm like, yeah, let's kind of expect the world to support each other in their sin because that's what they do. Uh, so I'm yeah, really I'm enjoying. So you got, here's the thing. What is it? It's a card. How long is it? Each episode is like half hour? Yeah, half hour, 40 okay. minutes. But like, so, okay. I, I mean, I've watched all the movies. Yeah. I've watched Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Uh but I've also watched the whole Clone Wars series. Mm-hmm. Yep. So this is after you have to do Clone Wars series first. Okay. Then this. Okay. Otherwise, it's you're gonna get. Now, not Clone Wars was more like computer generated, cartoony stuff, right? Well, the, it, 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 it's still animated, so it's yeah, not like. But it's but movie. it's not drawn. It's not, not hand drawn. No, no, no. What do you the, mean? Well, there's a difference between like uh, computer generated, uh, like sure animation. Yeah, okay. Okay. And then there's like hand-drawn cartoon animation. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So yeah. is the new one you're watching hand-drawn kind of style, mm-hmm. like cartoony, or is it more like... It does feel more cartoony. All right, cool. Yeah. That's not bad. I'm just curious. All right. Yeah. But uh, so you got to do Clone Wars first. Okay. The animated series. Yeah, yeah. Then this. Yeah. And so, yeah, anyways. So do you enjoy manga and uh, anime? No. Okay. We'll see about that. No, I don't. I just, you know what I did? I was uh, I was preaching at, this, uh, at, at the church in Texas. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know how I preach. I have like uh, a half sheet of notes mm-hmm. and I riff. Mm-hmm. Well, at some point in there, I somehow got into hobbies and how theology is not a hobby. Christians should not consider theology a hobby. It is life for us. It's not a hobby. Yeah. You get into things and you get passionate about them and that's fine. But there's a difference between a hobby like Pastor Aaron. He loves K-pop. If you don't know what K-pop is, it's Korean pop music. He loves that. He's a big fan. He's got the posters. He's got all the CD. Wait, all are stuff. you being serious? Oh, I totally made it up. Of course. He's not into it. But oh, my goodness. On the fly. It wasn't in oh my, my notes. Goodness. I just thought about it. I'm thinking like, wow. Oh, yes. Yeah, no, big, big manly Texas guy who likes K-pop. So it just it popped into my head and I said it. And I ran with it for, you know, I'll do a couple minutes on yeah, it, you know, yeah. like a K-pop. And then I move on back to the sermon. Uh, yeah, it seemed to have an impact. Uh, I, and then I did encourage several people in the congregation for Pastor Appreciation Month to get him as much K-pop memorabilia, but, memorabilia and music and T-shirts as possible. Mm. So, okay. So anime might be your thing. No, just stay it, tuned. It, it might not, be, You it might be not. in the anime now. I just like Star Wars. Yeah. I think that's really it. I yeah. like Star Wars. Yeah, you like the story. The, the, you like the whole world that's been created. Yeah. And like, it, I'm, as a guy that I'm not into it, I really enjoyed The Mandalorian. Yeah. Like, I'm the geek 
that I don't know, whatever. I'm not gonna go through it. Oh, are you embarrassed now? A little bit. Okay. Like I'm the geek that like at the end of uh uh episode nine. Wait, what's on, that? Four, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah. When uh uh, when Ray, you know, like all of a sudden, her, like her lightsaber is yellow, you nah, know. I don't know what that is. Anyways, her lightsaber is yellow, okay. and I'm like, What's wrong with that? I'm, well, I'm the geek that's like going, oh, that means she's a keeper of the temple. That's the color of the guard. Yay! You know, I don't think we should share anymore. I think <laughs> we should stop sharing about things that we're into because I'm sharing Puritan stuff, and you're talking about the the yellow. The yellow sword of light. It, it's sig- it's significant. Like, <laughs> no, I here's the thing. I'm not into it, but I think it's so cool because I love created worlds and all that stuff. And so when people get into it, so I it's really weird when I'm watching with Michelle, and I'm like, "Did you not see that? Did you get it?" And oh, she's like, "She hates you." Oh, she it? does. Yeah. She's like, "I." Yeah, she has a lightsaber. That's all I saw. I'm like, I'm like, no, you don't get it. You don't understand. It's really important. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. So um, this is a really long we're just like, intro. Out. We're just hanging out. I know. Here. All right. So here's the thing. Uh, we wanted to talk a little bit about preaching, the value of getting other people into the pulpit at local churches, yeah. and then also how to figure out if you should maybe be teaching in your context or preaching or whatever and how we go about that. Yeah. Uh, because not everybody is called to preach, but everybody is called to testify, and many people are called to teach in a variety of circumstances. Now, Jimmy at Redeemer... Um, you know, obviously, we've got the celebrity pastor, Joe oh, Thorne, don't, don't, don't do who that. is Pseudo celebrity. The, you know, he is, you know, he's a Z-list celebrity, uh, you know, in his own mind. Mm-hmm. But um, but we actually bring in our, our preachers uh, as frequently as possible in yeah. a variety of ways. Um, can you explain to people, like, how that's different from how a lot of other churches might function as it relates to the pulpit? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, for a lot of other churches, um, when they bring in a guest preacher, they're flying in and paying a name, right? Yeah. And I'm not saying that's wrong. Yeah, sure. I'm not saying that's wrong. So for us, though, we like to uh, give our men an opportunity uh, that we feel these individuals are called and gifted. Um, we give them the opportunity to preach. And so part of it, though, is their training. The other part of it is uh, for the congregation to see that, hey, and, and to help affirm whether or not these people have the gift, because uh, oftentimes these are the individuals that we're looking at mm-hmm. to either come on staff at, uh, if a position opens up that warrants their giftings, right. or maybe they're being called to plant a church. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. I mean, we... We want, if you're called, if you're a member of our church and you're called to preach and gifted to preach, uh, then we want you to preach. Yeah. It's, it's that, it really is that simple for us. And that doesn't mean you get to preach every week, but we, you know, cause we have a main preacher and then we have, we have elders that, that some elders preach and others don't. So, you know, we, we want to give them the opportunity and a lot of pastors are jealous of their pulpits in unhealthy ways. They yeah, don't want to give them I think I, I'm okay with a pastor being jealous. But it's the unhealthy way. Yeah, that you're I, I would about. say be be protective of it. That's right? what I mean by the jealousy. Yeah. Like be protective. Like I don't want to put someone up there that is not ready, and it's right. not edifying. Yeah. Because uh, one, it's not good for them, and two, it's not good for the body. Right. So like, like I've I've never I. <laughs> so I'm a preacher. Jimmy's a preacher. 
Jimmy nor I think that we are awesome preachers. We, I, we genuinely do not think that. Uh, I, th I hope Jimmy thinks he's a good preacher. I think I'm a good preacher based on what I've heard from others. Um, but we think of each other better than we think of ourselves. Okay, yeah, for sure. That's for probably sure. the best way to put it. Yeah. And, but here's the thing, like I'm never weirded out by putting other people up in the pulpit to preach who might be better than me because that's awesome. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I get, mm -hmm. if we can get other people in to, to preach and if they're better than me, that's great. Like, oh, oh okay. Like, let's, let's put them in there. Like, I know some pastors get a little nervous. Like, oh my goodness. Uh, oh, Job uh, security. Yeah, I, I, what am I going to do? What if they like his preaching more than mine? Well, first of all, if you are the real pastor, then don't worry about it. Yeah. Secondly, your job is not to worry about that. Your job is to equip the saints and make disciples. Yeah. So you got to find ways to actually do it. So like Jimmy, um, Jimmy is now preaching more often than he has in the past. Uh, this is something that I've wanted him to do, and he simply has decided to make time to do it. And that, that's a, it's because his vocation takes a lot of time. He has to create time, but means he has to say no to other things in order to prepare for sermons. And so now it's it's like what every six weeks or something, yeah, like every five six weeks. Yeah, ago. like Jimmy Jimmy's preaching much more often this year and in the future than he has in the past um, because it is his gift. Like I. If, if that's your gift, then I want you to do it. And, and we want yeah. you to do and, it. And I mean, so part of that, though, is now Joe's being gracious. Um, I had like in 2020, I think uh, uh, I was reluctant to preach. And I think there's a multitude of reasons why. But ultimately, it came down to like laziness, right? Uh, which I had to repent of. Um, so part of the reason, though, you know, really felt like I needed to be up there more is one. I think it's good for the body. Yep. I think it's good for the body to hear another voice. Yep. Um, that's not to say Joe's voice doesn't matter. No, by any it, means. You're, you're totally right, though. Yeah. But it, we both have different styles, right? Mm -hmm. Like Joe and I are, are I think we are very uh, biblically saturated. We're and scripturally and we're saturated. Complimentary to and each we're other. Complimentary. But you cry a lot when you're. Uh, why? Why? I'm helping. I'm trying to help it show the differences. But we, we do come at things a little bit. We do come at things a little bit differently. Of right? course. Yeah. Um, where I think uh, if I get maybe am I wrong in this, Joe, where I would say, like, I think you're more prophetic in your preaching. Am I more priestly? Would you say that? I would say if I'm prophetic, you're pathetic. Is probably I know I hate the, you. It's probably what comes I hate to my mind. So much. <laughs> but yeah, no, I would say in terms of emphasis, I mean, maybe, maybe not, but and I feel but, like those yeah, categories but, maybe don't work best in this. But it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. You're, I think what your point is, is that, um, you know, you, I do have a much more emotional, like yeah. not, e I, see, I hate using that word it's because that word has been, it, but it has been hijacked to be so yeah, bad, yeah. right? Uh, I think for me, I do focus on affection. I Which focus is good. on I, I focus on an affection in the heart, yeah. and not to say you don't because you do. Um, We're just different. We have we have different just, ways different. of of talking to people. We'll and, say the same thing differently. Yeah, yeah, and but it'll be the same thing. Yeah, but because we say it differently, we have different emphases that are going to come out. And every preacher is like that. They're going to have things that they're they're stronger in that come through more regularly, and things that aren't just not going to hit as often. Yeah, and so you want. If you have preachers in your church, pastors, you need to get those guys in there. And if you like what well, I know, what some of you are thinking is, like, well, they're not ready. They're not ready. Oh, yeah, because you were ready when you started preaching. Yeah, you were terrible mm. when you started preaching. Mm -hmm. I guarantee it. You were a mess, a train wreck yeah. of a preacher who probably shouldn't have been up there. And so one of the things I've, I've heard has been like, you know, Jimmy, you weren't bad before, but because you're being more regular, I'm seeing you develop and be more comfortable. Yeah. Which 
if you're looking at someone saying they're not ready, it's because you haven't given them opportunities. Yeah. Right. Now, there's a sense in which, yeah, before you put them up before the church on Sunday, they have to be ready enough yeah. to handle that, yeah. of course. And so that's you got to have a system for that. And and there, we, we can talk about how to do that. But to, to, to kind of piggyback on what you're saying, so one of our guys, who one of our preachers is Tony. Oh, yeah. Tony Dobke. Yep. Now, uh, Tony Dobke is a guy who feels very called to yep. pastoral ministry and church yep. planting. I'm going to be really sad when, when they leave. When they leave and they take like half the church with them because yep. everybody loves Tony yep. uh, and, and his wife and, and his kid. And, but he's he's a gifted, he's a gifted preacher, yep. gifted leader. God is calling him to do that. God, totally. We're going to back him on that. We want to yep. get him going. Now, um, his probably honestly, like the biggest weakness that he had. Uh, Have you told him this before oh, you yeah. tell it on here? Yeah, of course, right. yeah. Is that he needs more reps preaching? Yeah, he just doesn't have enough reps. So, and here, and here's what you notice: uh, every time he preaches, it's better. And that doesn't mean it was bad before. It just means that you can see him growing and becoming. Mm -hmm. And people, when they have the opportunity to do what they're called to do, do flourish. They bear the fruit. And so, when you give people the opportunity to actually do what they're called to do, you can see things happening. And to, I mean, I have no hesitation to put Tony up in no. our church or to send him out to any other church no. uh, to go and preach. I'll put no, any I, of our preachers. I up. have I have sent Tony to other churches. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, when they ask for help, I'm like, this is the guy. This is the guy. He's fantastic. I I love him. Tony killed it when we 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 weren't having worship services for a few months, and uh, we had Tony preach in my place mm. uh, in front of a camera that was broadcast. Yeah. And uh, and he killed it. It was fantastic. It mm -hmm. was so good. And that's a really awkward, weird thing to yeah. try to do. Yep. And uh, and it was great. It was really, really good. So, yeah, getting people who in your church are called to preach, giving them the opportunity is really important. But how do you find out who is called to preach? Well, here, how hold on. You... Before we get oh, to that, because yeah. I, I want to keep I want to go why it's important. Right. Go. So uh, uh, another reason is I think it's not only good for the congregation, I think it's good for the main preaching pastor. Mm. Um, because oftentimes it, they're alone up there. And I think I've said this in the past, but um, give them the opportunity to go and enjoy the gathering. Yeah. The same way you get to go and enjoy the gathering. Sure. Right. Totally. Uh, for a lot of pastors, they're on every week. And so giving them the opportunity, a regular rhythm to rest and enjoy sitting other sitting under the preaching of the word, uh, being able to uh, uh, sing the word and pray the word on a Sunday morning gathering. I mean, why wouldn't you want that for them? And I think that's actually going to be good longevity for them. Yeah. I mean, why is there a lot of pastors that are are uh, what what's the word called burning out? Right. Yeah. Um, even you know tires got to be rotated. Right. Like give them an opportunity to rest and relax uh, and to enjoy the gathering with their family. And so you're giving, you're blessing them. You're blessing them, totally. giving them rest and giving them an opportunity and their family an opportunity. You know, I tell Joe, uh, when I'm preaching, I don't want you to do anything. Like, yeah. I, I don't want you to do the communion. I don't want you to do the benediction. I don't want you to do the prayer. I'm going to do it. Jimmy will mess it up for me. Oh, yes. And I'm, hor <laughs> no, listen, I'm horrible kidding. at communion. Stop it. No, you're not. No, you know I am. Stop no, it. No, you're not. Joey, you're not horrible at communion. Why would I'm you pretty, say that? Because I'm pretty bad. You're not bad. It's taking me a while. I, I, I need a script. Um, you just need you just need to stop using the weird illustrations 
about about <laughs> Star Wars when you're doing the uh, the Lord's Supper. Just stop doing that. And Just stop doing that. It'll be fine. Um, but I, I do that and it, out of my you know one. It, it's it's I actually want, a big, I want to serve the church. It's a real break for me. I, I want to serve the church and I want to serve Joe and I want to serve his family. And I want it where Joe, you know, this is, you know, now me personally, because of my love for Joe and his family, I want them to be able to experience what others get to experience where they could either go have brunch or breakfast and go to a service or go to a service and then go have brunch or lunch. Right. Like I want him to be able to enjoy that rest on a Sunday morning the same way we all get to enjoy that service. Um, and I, I think that's important for your preachers. I think that's important for your lead pastors. And I think you're going to see there's long-term benefits and returns on their long-term health uh, by doing that. So I, that to me is really important, uh, not just for the people, yeah. but for the pastor uh, and their family. Now, I have had the question, and I'm going to answer this question. I'm going to ask the, you know, answer this real fast. Someone once asked me recently, Joe, because you and I are still going through the same sermon series. Yeah. I don't do a one-off. Right. They go, does it feel dis like it's got to feel disjointed for either me or you? For you to jump in and hit a part of Revelation. That you, yeah. And I said, and I told him, I said, I don't think so. At least not for me. Yeah. Because I know I'm the backup preacher. So every week I'm doing my personal devotions, but I'm also studying whatever text Joe's preaching on Sunday morning. So it's the same, I'm doing the same study, you know, that Joe's doing, maybe not as in depth, but I'm still doing the same study. Um, and Joe's doing the same thing. He knows what text I'm preaching through. Uh, and we often talk about yeah. the text. Yeah. And so Joe and I are very aligned on the direction because I, what I don't want, especially in Revelation, yeah. is, you know, Joe's coming from a certain view and I don't share that same view and I give something conflicting to the congregation. Yeah, that would be weird. That would be really weird if for some reason I was, you know, post-millennial or whatever, or pre-millennial. And I'd rather you be post-Malone, but go ahead. <laughs> if I was coming about Revelation in in some way, and so Joe and I have to be aligned. Yeah. Uh, and so we are using the same resources. We're going through, we have the same habits. And we have and, the same theology. And we have the same, and we have the conversation throughout every week. So it's not disjointed for us. So whether it's Joe or me, you're getting the same thing said differently. Yeah. And I, honestly, like I don't, I don't put any other preacher in Revelation. I just won't. And it's not because that they can't handle it. It's not because that they wouldn't be a good preacher. It's because I know that you and I are on the same page as we're working our way through that book. Yeah. So um, yeah, I'm not going crazy. No, you're not going pre-mill. You're not going post-mill. If you go post-Malone, like I said, that's fine. <laughs> um, so I would say that 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 definitely is, is, is a comfort for me. And it's not disjointed for me because I know that when Jimmy steps into Revelation, I don't have to worry about it. Like, I, I don't worry. I know you've got it. It'll be good. Um, it'll be good for the people. It'll be good for me. And we just go. So um, for, for me, that's really good. So let's talk about this. How do we, how can churches find preachers or people that are called to preach in their churches? Because I'll tell you this, a lot of churches, especially big churches, don't have a plan or a process by which they can discover and train up preachers yeah. to step into that particular. Yeah, culture. no, and you're right. You're, you're right. Um, I valued right at the beginning uh, coming to Redeemer and seeing uh, that there was a process, even though I had preached before, uh, being able to have a process like Leadership Lab or Preaching Lab, where 
I could um, get plugged into and be evaluated and practice was really crucial for me. Talk a little. So that's how that's how some churches are doing it, right? So one of the things that they'll do is they'll say, "Hey, we we're going to have something. Uh, it's a preaching lab, leadership lab, whatever it is. But it's an opportunity for people who feel or sense a call to teach or preach, to teach or preach to a small gathering of people yeah. who will evaluate them, give them constructive feedback, positive, negative, helpful, so that they can become the best communicators that they can be in whatever sphere that they're called to yeah. teach in, if they are called to do that." So we do that and we get to find out like, holy smokes, I didn't expect that. That guy yeah. can do it. Like this person is good to go. Like, let's get them as much. Let's get them. Let's get, get them so more training. Is that what happened when I came up there? When I came up and I preached for the first time at Leadership Lab, were you like, mm. oh, man, let me put it this way. Jimmy. You didn't. He's so great. You didn't come up. You came down from the mountain of communing with God like Moses on Sinai with your face glowing with glory. You came down having been with God and we heard it and we said, amen. I was so ner nervous that day, <laughs> that Saturday. I remember waking up at 530. Are you serious for yes. leadership lab? <laughs> yes. Yes. I was like, oh, I don't want to look stupid. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> oh, what? Oh. oh, that was harsh. Maybe if maybe you had a real man's haircut instead of that ponytail, maybe that would change things up a little bit. Just saying. You know, I'm getting my haircut on Friday. Don't. It's nice and long. Nope. Yeah, Jimmy's hair is finally like kind of rock and roll long. It's uh -uh. always long. It's always long. But nope. Now look at it. Take it out. No, oh, dude. It's going gosh. down. You know why? There's only because what? you don't like what's cool. No. Look how long you look like Jason Momoa. No. Oh, no. you look like Jason Samoa. But it's the same thing. <laughs> it's the same basic idea. <laughs> I just made that up. <laughs> that was really good. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Jason I, I was gonna say I was gonna say, I was about to say Jason Jason Muchmoa. <laughs> you said Samoa. Oh, that was so much better. Oh my gosh. Oh. I made myself laugh. I like oh. that. No, Joey, it's Joe, it's too long, Joey. No, it looks so good. Oh my gosh. Do you know how long it takes to do my hair? It shouldn't take any time. <gasps> yes, it does. Look I've at, had look, long look hair, how, much no, longer than that. Look how flat this is. You know how long it takes to blow dry? Yeah, I used to have long hair, much longer than that. It I know. It takes too long. Th there's no volume here. Okay, here's what you do. Every morning. All right, let me. This, I, I, I can I break it go. down as a bald guy? Can I break it down for you? Go ahead. Here's what you do. You wake up in the morning. You take your shower. You don't run a comb through it ever. <gasps> you never run a comb through it oh unless you're gosh. in the shower. Once you oh get out of the gosh. shower, you towel dry. Oh you, my gosh. You bend your head upside down. You take uh -huh. a blow dryer. You blow dry your hair uh -huh. upside down. Flip it up. You're done for the day. No. Nope. That's how you do it. No. That's how you do it. It's not. That is how you do it. See how? Uh, just look how flat right now. Dude, it looks so good. No, it does. You're super metal right now, and I love it, and it makes me feel good because i can't grow hair because you know what we all have our limitations and handicaps i've got mine you, you've obviously got the dead ear you've got yours so i think like you should well, at how least you make fun you of my dead ear because it doesn't work it's funny so i think you should at least you should at least know half a sign language for that by the way but i think you should keep that hair for me because i i can't i'm okay it's whatever. gonna be joey i want you to be prepared yeah i know what you're gonna do you're gonna cut it into a bob you're gonna look like a little dutch boy again it's gonna be like that mm -hmm. hold on one second one Two, three. It might be four inches. Do me a favor. Just bring me a bag of your hair that you cut off. Just bring it to me. Anyways, so it's too much to blow dry. It's not. You're just it being is. A baby. You're just being a baby. It takes me 25 minutes, and it's still not all done. Okay, that's because you don't know what you're doing. <gasps> yeah, you're you're treating your hair like you're a girl. That's your problem. You don't do that. You want it to look good? Blow dry it upside down. You're done. First Try of all, it. I've, Try it. I've done it. That's it. That's all you do. All right, just you've continue. never done that. You, you don't know what it's like. Yeah, I do. 
I do know you what it's like. You don't know the cross I bear. Yeah. Listen, that uh, that's, by the way, that's not a cross. That's a crown. Okay. So <laughs> let's get it right. So, um, so what your churches can do is you, listen, it's, it's not hard. It's not complicated. You can have a church of 50 or you can have a church of 5,000, but you say, Hey, uh, we're going to have a preaching lab yeah. and you can come to the preaching lab and then you let people sign up to take spots to preach and you let them preach 20 minute sermons yeah. and then you have an evaluation form. We have an evaluation form that we've created and then everybody that sits there has an evaluation form. Now, it is important for these people to know when they're preaching, they are not just practice preaching or teaching. They're actually teaching or preaching. So they should take it seriously. Yeah. But the people Which who is why some people wake up at five, five thirty in the morning, panicking, panicking, trying to figure out how do I blow dry my hair and get ready, <laughs> get my sermon ready. So you listen, it's not hard. It's not complicated. Give them the opportunity. And if they're no good, now, you know, but See, sometimes, I, yeah. sometimes they're going to be good. They're just not ready yet. It just takes more reps, more time, more yeah. training. They got to read books. You got to, and you know what, when you, we you know what you can do in, in a preaching life is you can teach people how to preach people. You can actually teach. If you're a preacher, you should be able to teach people how to do that. If you can't teach people how to preach, then you're not a preacher. See, I found because of like, um, when I was in Canada, I was part of Toastmasters. Mm -hmm. So I found, so here's what I learned really fast at Redeemer at leadership lab. I know how to speak. I can speak on the fly yep. and do well. Yep. What I wasn't doing was preaching. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, there's, like, a, there's, there's, a, difference. there's a difference. And so now, the, the former does help the latter. It does. Yep. But I learned real fast. I'm like, oh, I can't just I can't just wing it. Like I can wing a speech. Right. Um, and so you can't you can't wing the no, preaching of the word can't. though it doesn't and so it, it, that was really helpful for me and beneficial for me to say okay there are i need to continue yeah. to grow in this right and this was an avenue for me to grow there's a level of preparation that's necessary yeah for preaching now for everybody it's different i think i think piper used to say i think he said sometimes like he really doesn't even get going till saturday he starts prepping on saturday saturday he 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 saturday i, I remember reading it yeah it, it, well, so I think he reads the text. He'll dwell on the text. He might read one or two little. What I read things. is he didn't do much of anything till Saturday. No, no, it was very minimal. I I, I heard nothing till Saturday. I, I'm just saying he hated the Bible till Saturday. That's no, what I heard. Stop. Okay, it was very minimal, very minimal. And then Saturday night or afternoon, you know, he would begin to write. Yeah, his sermon through the night, or not but, through the night, but yeah, you know, yeah. If, but, but but if it did. If he, you know, got done at 10, he got done at 10. Here's the thing. Everybody's different. I can't And he's also that. got decades of Bible study and ministry under his belt. So nobody should be copying any other no. preacher in their sermon prep methods unless it is simply, I'm going to spend a lot of time in the Bible and a lot of time praying and a lot of time writing. You can copy that. So, um, so teach people how to prep and how to preach if you are a preacher because you want your men and your women preaching. Please hear that. You want your men mm -hmm. and your women preaching. Now- they're going to preach oh, in different. Here we go. They're going here to preach go. in different circumstances. Oh no! They're going to preach in different Ooh, environments. You're so liberal. Okay, but uh, you in trouble. My wife can preach, and she can preach better than a lot of M divs. I'll tell you that. She's a better theologian than a lot of M divs. I know you jokers, but she's never going to preach on a Sunday morning to the church because J D Hall is coming out of retirement for you. Oh yeah, please. Yeah. Does anybody know who he is anymore? They changed their website or something? No, oh. I think he sold it. No, he's still there. It's static. It's just dead. Now it, it, they've got no, a new No, I, I think I read he's, uh, you know, I'm not going to do it. I'm okay. Do yeah, it. Don't give him any props. I know. That's why. All they do is write articles about I know. Me. I know. That's why I'm talking. I don't need, I don't need any people coming after me again. Yeah. Either way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to be. You know what never depresses me? What's that? 
when uh, JD Hall or Christian News Network writes an article about me being an evil person. That never depresses me. Um, really? No, no. It annoys me. Yeah, it's okay, like, maybe that's it. It annoys me. It's like, what the heck, man? You got nothing better to do. So, yeah, what are some of those resources then? Because I think it's easy for a preacher or a young preacher to think to themselves, like, I got to spend 20 to 30 hours. Oh, stop it. No, but they do. I they, know, because they listen to John MacArthur. All right, if John MacArthur spending 30 hours on a sermon every week, then none of us should be complaining about his pay. Yeah, yeah. First of all, because it doesn't do anything else. Second of all, uh, and I think you, I think it was twenty hours. You got to spend twenty hours. No, if you're a pastor, you're not spending. You can't spend I can't, twenty hours. I can't because you you've got people to minister to, people to disciple. You've got business to. You're not going now. If you're just a preaching pastor and that's all that you do, that's fine. I'm not saying it's wrong, but realistically, most people can only give about ten hours yeah, a week. I'm, I'm at about ten to twelve. Yeah, that's what I do, and that's only because I'm disjointed. Well, that's what I I allow myself as a part of my routine each week to yeah. give up to ten to up to twelve hours, but it's probably more like ten hours a week. Yeah, none I, of us could be like Ryan Hughley. Eight, eight hours, hours eight or hours less. or less. Yeah, must yeah. be nice. Yeah, I don't know. Do you've seen his pants? He he's wearing the, the the carrot cut pants lately. I think he moved to Salt Lake City and he got all weird, and his pants now are just like super tapered. It's like he, he went back he, to the eighties and he borrowed he, he borrowed my ex girlfriend's jeans from like nineteen eighty six. So you know what I think Hughley does well, mm. and I'm going to say for a lot of good preachers, yes, is um, whether it is the big idea from mm -hmm. Henry Robinson, whether it's Fallen Condition Focus from yeah. what's that book, Christ Under Preaching by Chapel. So whether it's you know those, I think in your devotions, I find this yep. now yep. because I'm regularly preaching. As I'm reading a text, as and as I'm doing a, going through a devotional, yeah, I'm finding in my journal, I'm doing a lot more like. I'm finding the big idea. Yep. I'm asking the right questions. I'm finding the fallen condition focus, and I'm even starting to like outline the yep. text, and so I think that's part of it. Is like, for a lot of good preachers, it. It's not just about the Sunday morning, right? But it's it's actually a way of study. It is devotional, purely. It, it's yes. devotional. Yep. Um, and that never really clicked for me until the past maybe year. Yeah. Year, you know, year and a half. Um, because you're because you, when you read when you're when you're in the Word for whatever purpose, it is first for you. Yeah. And you're it and if you get into the habit of okay so what is the heart of this for me what yeah. is the heart of and i don't mean that in a in a purely subjective way i mean like what is the principle here that is being taught and then how can i articulate this for me like you have to distill that stuff down so that you can preach it to yourself and then once you've experienced yeah. it now you're jazzed up and empowered to preach it to other people and hugley does that by the way get get hugley's book at eight hours or less yeah it's it's, it's a it is actually a really good book so you said resources uh, Chapel's book. Chapel's First book. of all, there, there's some classics. Haddon Robinson. It's a good book. You should I, have it. You know what? I love that book. Uh, Christ Center Preaching. Great book. Great book. Get that book. You know what? I'm going to throw this out there for just hermeneutics. Yep. Playing by the Rules by Stein. Stein is great. Stein is awesome. I think that's a must have. It's a really, really good book. There's a book by John Kessler called. <gasps> oh, you're going to bother me. Grace, Wisdom, Folly, Wisdom, that, Folly, Grace, something yep, like that. Yep. It's a great. Yep. So, John link Kessler. That, link that. That's a really good one. I'll link to it in the show. John Kessler on preaching. It is one of my favorite books. It's kind of like a, a, a casual, practical theology of preaching, really important and different from the Haddon Robinson, Chapel yes. stuff. 
these are the resources that are going to help you figure out not only how to preach better, but how to help others preach or teach better in their respective environments. Yeah. So get on it, man. Get people get on preaching and make in your sure, church. And make sure as you're doing devotions, if yes. you're looking at that, as you're doing devotions, start to learn how to outline. Preach to yourself. Preach to yourself. Outline Find the main sucker. idea, yep. big idea, yep. quote unquote, or what we, you know, we would say, that's like the sermon summary. Yep. Big like, question, big answer. Put them together. Boom. Boom. And they're like, get in that practice that's really gonna be crucial for you as a preacher once you've done that for yourself you're it's that's why that's why piper can just go yeah because he's already done it that's his whole life it's devotional yeah. reading the word and he's preaching it to himself boom and he can go well we'd love to get thoughts you could follow us online on instagram and twitter at doc and diva or on facebook slash doctrine and devotion you can head to the website drvotion.com they can contact us you can sign up for the email blast of the store joefostore.com and grab some gear fresh pot every monday and thursday we got some blog posts and video content over at the website and all access banter of truth on tuesday weekday wisdom monday through friday every every weekday you get a devotion mm. it's good stuff drvotion.com all access later